And for more, we join on the line now by our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hello, love of the morning to you, so tune in to the lovely listeners of SAFM, top of the morning. Uh, well, well, I'm glad the Buccaneers put you in a good mood. Are they halfway there? Are they halfway oh, there? Let's just see so what happens uh, when they go up to Egypt. But um, uh, let's us go to Asia. The markets there yeah. slightly negative this morning, Clive, and that's despite mixed U.S. equity markets. I know. It sounds like a really a bad dream again. Once again, we stopped in markets on the negative notes, especially in the Asian markets. But remember, Sakino, they've been on holiday as well. I mean, last week we had a few holidays. You saw the JSE on Friday as well. The Gapeto is Kama Kama in the morning. So nothing actually happened <laughs> on the JSE. It was very, very bad. It was lackluster. And we started to see that again uh, show its ugly head this morning. I'm hoping, though, that because of the little bit of gain in strength from the RAND's perspective, that we might see some positivity coming through uh, a little bit later on. Uh, but on the Asian front, definitely we are in the negative. The MSCI Asia-Pacific on an average is sitting at about minus 0.42. And that means that obviously uh, the ASX as well is in the negative as well. It's slightly down 0, uh, 0.21%. And also if you look at some of the uh, emerging markets, Structures within the actual Asian market themselves, the guys that we trust and the, the tried and tested, the Singapore, um, uh, Indonesia as well, they're also unfortunately slightly in the negative uh, with an average of 0.14%. So it's not a good start to the week, unfortunately, and I'm hoping that perhaps maybe uh, the strengthening, slight strengthen over the weekend of the emerging market currencies might just help us sustain ourselves. One of your favorite people, uh, once again, Federal Reserve Chair uh, Janet Yellen. Now, she says that the U.S. Central Bank is on track uh, to raise interest rates this year. So many people talking about October. I, I know it sounds absolutely absurd. I don't know, Sakina. I really do think that, though, they are looking at their data and they're starting to uh, interpret it slightly different from what we saw them do at the beginning of the year. I think that they're starting to realize that Raising interest rates is not just going to be a decision that needs to be made overnight. It's just you can't just say, "Okay, now we're going to raise rates." Um, there were there were a few factors. Remember, they first started looking at the jobs numbers, and that came out and it looked very strong and it did relatively well, and so everybody was calm a little bit. And then they started talking about inflation. Now that has been not in great control, but they've somehow been been able to minimise the risk of inflation uh, of a deflation. So they've pretty positive and upbeat about that as well and they're starting to get that correctly but the performance of businesses is what's key to them uh, in terms of raising interest rates i think domestically uh, we've seen the house numbers improve we've seen the manufacturing numbers in the u.s improve and so that sort of like uh, gives them a bit of uh, a gut uh, i'd like to say you know to actually raise the interest rate so i'm hoping that they do um because now the market now is hanging in the balance and we are waiting to hear. Whether it happens uh, this year or early part of next year is neither nor, uh, neither here nor there. But the important thing is when they do raise, and what we know for a fact from Janet Yellen this morning uh, is the fact that they will definitely raise those interest rates. Interesting times. And then, of course, VW finding themselves in hot water the world over. The new CEO there said to change the strategy for them. Matthias Muller, I said, you know, those changes in the strategy. 
sorry, mate. <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's a scandal, and it's tough. And uh, the motor industry has been hit hard, specifically VW in this particular case. Matthias Müller. That's a lovely name, don't you think? Matthias Müller. Mm. That's like a football player. Sounds like a football player. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> So he comes from Porsche, uh, which is also part of the group of, of the family, obviously. And he's been very strong. Uh, I think he's a guy that is well known for bringing Porsche to being more a feminine car than actually a male car. <laughs> but the important thing is that he seems to think that he can stabilize the structure. He wants to change strategy slightly in line with what he has already been proposing to the outgoing CEO, or the gone CEO, rather. So his strategy is still about... Uh, making it more uh, user-friendly, making VW a stronger brand than it already is, and creating a strong connection with business and, and its associations. So he is saying that he's going to stick to the strategy that he already had um, in proposed as part of the change. But will strategy change people's perception about VW uh, after the scandal? And that is a big question, that's Sakina. And I want to ask you, uh, do you think perception is everything? Does the fact that it VW certainly has is. done this, yeah, because it's done this, does that mean that we forget that there are a brilliant car manufacturer? Nope. But I, th- mm. I guess some people would think twice about actually buying a VW going forward. I, I suppose it would. And, and I think we mustn't take away the fact that they're making very good cars. But lying, ukaba maga, I book. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where all of this ends. That was our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela.